Corona Diaries. I diary ye COVID. Di COVID arforanga. I diary yo COVID. Di buku chachicha corona. The stories behind the mask. The stories after the mask. The stories behind the mask. Izinda bangi mumba we mask. Amabali emva we mask. Di kanekaloja si pipa ukumulum. Dumelang, Molweni, Sanbonani, and Huyamoram Zanzi. Welcome back to yet another episode of Corona Diaries. I am Mulianda Dube, and I am the host for episode two of our current season. This podcast documents life in the time of COVID-19, as told by students of the School of Journalism and Media Studies at Rhodes University in Makanda, South Africa. A quick recap to the previous episode. We gave you some glimpses into the homes of our storytellers because it is from these spaces that they'll be telling personal stories about the pandemic. We heard sounds from their neighborhoods and comments from the friends and families who helped to tell the stories that we will be featuring in this podcast. In this next episode, we begin to listen to some of those stories. The stories in this podcast of a sensitive nature, and if you or a friend are suffering from mental health, the South African Depression and Anxiety Group can be contacted on 0800567567, where a team of psychiatrists, psychologists, and general practitioners are available 24-7. One lesson that all of us had to learn very quickly about living through a pandemic is that fighting a virus is only one part of the battle. This is not just about physical survival. There are also emotional and mental challenges. Many of us have struggled with anxiety and depression, and some of us have come face to face with grief and trauma. But when you survive these challenges, it can make you stronger. Sanele Somkuno shares her experience of learning more about herself and her mental health during the COVID-19 pandemic. It was said that when the pandemic first started, it would only last for two weeks, and that after that, everything would go back to normal. But then two weeks became two years, and I'm still waiting for things to go back to normal. Yes, restrictions are slowly being lifted and people can finally leave their homes again, but things are never really going to go back to normal. Don't get me wrong, I'm not crazy enough to think that things will be just like they were before, but oftentimes I wish I could go back to being the person I was before the pandemic hit. Go back and be the confident and brave person I used to be. I wish I could leave the safety of my room or home without feeling like the world's weight on my shoulders. When thoughts of suicide didn't occur on a monthly basis, or even at all. I just wish I never had the chance to think of how small and worthless I am. I won't lie and say the pandemic caused these thoughts. They had been there all along, perfectly covered by a sheet of denial and tedious distractions. The constant chore of having to remind myself that things would get better. I would get better. Stress eating, binge watching hundreds of shows on Netflix and illegal streaming sites, masking whatever emotions or feelings I was going through with temporary escapes, meaningless tasks. Nothing filled the gap or truly covered it. For one thing I will blame the pandemic for is giving me time. Time to think and reflect. Time to try new things and learn new skills. 
Time to really improve myself. Time that was spent finding out that I really didn't like myself or who I was turning out to be. I've tried changing, fixing myself to be better, to be the person I want to be or the person that's typically liked. But it never lasts long. I end up reverting back to my old self. Self-care, positive reinforcement and all that jazz was all I was obsessed about. And I know a lot of people said that during the pandemic, they got depression. But I don't think that's what's wrong. I didn't feel like that was what I was going through. I felt stupid and selfish being sad. I have no reason to be sad. I have a home, a family, friends, food on the table, clothes, access to education, and so much more. I have no reason to be sad. So I've decided to accept that not liking yourself is a normal and okay thing. Thank you, Sunny Lisa, for sharing that story. Mental health is a topic that needs to be openly spoken about instead of being stigmatized. This becomes even more important in times such as these, when all that we know and love seems to be at risk. While we still have mental health on the tip of our tongues, one of my peers takes on her emotional roller coaster. The death of a loved one is one of the most painful things you can experience, especially when you cannot see them because of travel restrictions surrounding the pandemic. Abigail van Heerden takes on an emotional roller coaster in this story about the death of a loved one during the coronavirus pandemic. It is the beginning of July and I'm finally on the open road again. Apart from going to the grocery store, this is the first time I have properly left my house, let alone Johannesburg City. My dad, my brother and I are driving to see Ollie, my gran, because she is sick. After lockdown hit, Ollie ended up staying with a dear friend of hers. Obviously we would check in regularly, and to our dismay, we found out her health was slowly deteriorating. This resulted in us having to head to Kids Beach, where Ollie lives, so that we could look after her ourselves. It's a drive I've been doing my whole life. We drive there every December and it is a beautiful one. Flat, vast landscape, the occasional small town, and the occasional mountain pass. When arriving, we head straight to the farm to fetch Ollie. I am bubbling with excitement to see her but I'm slightly nervous to see what state she's in. As we arrive, we are directed to the room Ollie is sitting in. She's sitting contently in the only square of sun shining into the room. She's wearing her signature orange shirt and she's got the biggest smile on her face. I smile back at her, but it instantly drops when I scan down from her shoulders to her feet. She is bonier than usual, but her stomach is unnaturally bloated and her originally skinny legs are tight and swollen. She looks like she is in pain but when I ask her how she is she responds cheerily claiming she's perfectly fine. To this day I couldn't tell you what was wrong with her because I never really asked. I couldn't even tell you why. We eventually move her into an old age home in kids knowing she would get better more attentive treatment from trained professionals. The COVID protocols at this home don't allow any visitors, so we walk through the bushes to her windows so that we can wave at her. This is comforting because we get to see her, but it's also painful because she can't fully see or hear us. We are friends with the owner of the old age home, Marius, 
and he understands that Ollie is in her last couple of days, so he sneaks us into the back and allows us to see her. Socially distanced, of course. Again, it's so special to be able to spend this time with her, but so hard because she's almost delirious and doesn't recognise me. I am attending online university, so I still have work to do. And this morning, the morning of July 17th, 2020, I am sitting doing my economics notes. I'm sitting in the dining room at the small, old, rickety table in the corner when there is a knock on the back door. I get up to answer it, and Marius is standing there. I don't even fully listen to what he's saying, because I know from the look on his face why he's here. I feel my eyes well up with tears, and I just turn and walk back to the dining hall. I sit down and go straight back to working. I overhear my dad and Marius talk, but I try to block it out and continue with my work. She's gone, and I'll never be able to see her big smile or hear her infectious laugh. She's gone, and there's nothing I can do about it. The only thing I can think of doing right now to deal with my emotions is not thinking about them at all. You are still listening to Corona Diaries. For someone like Abigail Van Heerden, who experiences such loss in the time of the pandemic, this pain can become even worse because she and her family were unable to grieve together. We all need to memorialize our loss in ways that are religiously and culturally familiar. And when we are unable to do so, letting go can be hard. But maybe by telling our stories in the way that Abigail has done, we can become to heal. When the lockdown first started, many of us found our lives were dramatically disturbed. All of our most carefully laid out plans went up in smoke. This is particularly true for those of us who had plans to further our education and find better jobs. But surprisingly enough, this was not the case for Andy Lemfundisi. At the start of 2020, she was about to take a gap year. And as she explained, despite the pandemic, this turned out to be one of the Best years of her life. They said 14 days of lockdown. No promise of anything going back to normal, but we all just believed it would. Oh, how I wish someone could go back and tell us the truth of the next two years. 2020, March. The announcement that COVID-19, a deadly virus, is rapidly spreading around the world. I remember being in the living room with my family watching the news when I first learned about it. We all scoffed and thought, it'll blow over in a few days. This audio talk will regale my experience in the first year of COVID-19. I was set to take a gap year, so my plans were not very adversely affected. The only thing that I could not do now was get a job as I had planned. No big deal, I thought. Four months in is when I started to realize that this virus was not going anywhere anytime soon. I had nothing to do except feel like I was losing my mind. Instead of that, however, I decided to set my mind right. The year 2020, not COVID itself, that was terrible, was a blessing in disguise for me personally. I got to learn so much about myself and the world that surrounds me. With the time that I had, I decided to work on myself so that when I got to university the following year, I will have the right mindset. I was truly a mess, but I did not want to be anymore, so I decided to pick myself up. I worked on becoming stronger, smarter, 
softer, kinder, and more compassionate and understanding towards others and myself. I am a believer that in every situation, there is so much to learn. I rediscovered my love for photography. I decided to do introspection into the reasons why I reacted to certain things the way that I do. For example, why I try by all means to avoid conflict even if it negatively impacts me. I got to know my parents better because we had more time to spend with each other. I spent more time outside with nature, as limited as it was, and I fell in love with my surroundings. The one question that stayed in my mind was why go through a terrible experience and gain absolutely nothing from it? Toward the end of 2020, I was able to find a job working at my former high school. I was a part of the team that was hired to sanitize the learners and take their temperatures. While I was earning my own money, I realized that I did not have as much as some of my peers might, but I knew that I would make the most of the experience once I got to university. My thought process was to not get caught up in trying to live others' lives and just live mine as best as I could. We all lost a lot in 2020 and it was a year of absolute destruction for a lot of people. Amongst all the terrible things that happened, there was so much to learn. I came out of 2020 with a lot more appreciation for the people in my life and for life itself. As we all know, the pandemic has taken a toll in all of our lives and we still feel its impact vividly. But by telling stories such as these, we hope to make meaning out of the experiences and to find our way back to healing. We hope that our stories can help you too. But for now, Mzanti, we have come to the end of this week's episode. If you or a friend are suffering from mental health, the South African Depression and Anxiety Group can be contacted on 08-00-56-7567, where a team of psychiatrists, psychologists, and general practitioners are available 24-7. This is not a goodbye. This is a see you next time. Catch the next episode with Janine Chatter and don't forget to keep up to date with what's happening on our social media pages, Corona Diaries on Twitter and Instagram. Bye!